let's get a bit geekish and <laughs> now focus on the tools. Now it's time to start some software fanboy flame, flame war in the comments. Yay! <laughs> Blender, the 3D animation underdog. You've been using it for quite some time now, including the work in the studio. And there's still a popular opinion floating around that it's not ready for serious production. What's your take on this? I think that that is wrong. <laughs> uh, there is definitely room to grow for Blender in terms of a studio pipeline, because I think some of the, the there is there is um, you know some truth to what what people say. Uh, I I don't know the details, but I I know in terms of having Blender in a pipeline, it's not the easiest thing, especially because. This whole time, you know, the industry standard has been Maya, and so all the pipelines are created for Maya, and so you can't just plop Blender in instead of Maya and expect everything to work, right? Um, so I think we just need to give it some time for the for people to start developing Blender pipelines. Um, but in terms of Blender being a less of a program, I should say, that is absolutely false. I, I cannot say how how false that is, in my opinion. We can get more in, more in detail um, if you like as well. Yes, my second question is like going deeper into into that uh, because you have experience working in both Maya and like the industry standard and Blender. Mm -hmm. And how would you compare the pros and cons of each one? Yeah, sure. At least so the most I'm... obvious, or maybe some less obvious ones. Sure. Uh, so most obvious one is that Blender is completely free and is open source versus Maya, which is thousands of dollars a year. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I, there's, a, there's an indie version now, which you know, if you're making less than $100,000 with it, you can purchase for about $400, $500, um, which I did. I bought it one year, and they just charged me for a second year. <laughs> I thought buying a one year of Maya meant buying one year, not, not signing up for an, a yearly uh, subscription. But um, anyway, so you know, one is free and one is paid. One is a corporation and one is made by passionate artists who are just constantly upgrading it and working on it. So um, I think that's also a pro, for another pro for Blender is because it's being driven by passionate artists. And so every quarter, there's a new update with new features from the community suggestions that they've added and they've, um, you know, they've added to Blender versus Maya, which is a corporation and is moving very, very slowly. They have, you know, um, I don't know, dozens of different programs they're working on. And every year you get this update with like slight little differences and versus this like this, this thing that's just constantly just improving, 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 just like exponentially. It, I think it's past Maya at this point. I think Blender has passed Maya. If you want to, before the, one of the biggest lacking points was animation for Blender, I think. But after 2.8 and 2.9 and now 3, and this year I heard the focus is going to be mainly on animation. Uh, so right now, if you compare vanilla Blender and vanilla Maya, I think vanilla Blender wins 10 out of 10 times because it has all the features that Maya has for animation as well as uh, a lot of the features that Maya needs um animbot for so animbot is a is an animation add-on that is the most usually uh, sorry it's mostly most widely used for and uh, by animators 
And it gives you like animation tools on top of what Maya has to offer. So Blender Vanilla comes with a lot of those tools that animators use, and you don't need an add-on for that. So I think there's maybe two or three things Blender has left to develop, and then it's it's not even a comparison after that. Uh, so for example, um, animation, uh, like a studio library, it's another add-on for Maya where you can save animation and apply animation. So once once there's an add-on or uh, Blender develops, because uh, right now it has a post library, once it develops that for animation, I think that's game over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so I wanted Mike's to wrong. Yeah. okay. So I wanted to ask about uh, Blender's biggest selling point, but I guess <laughs> that you kind of answered the question already. Yeah. So, but I've uh, been watching Blender's de- development for some years now. Like, I started using Blender when it was like the very ugly duckling of the three D industry. It was a two point forty nine version. <laughs> so that yeah. one with the ancient buttons down below on the screen. It yeah. was really weird yeah. uh, back then. But uh, I think one of the major things that were added to the 2.80 version, which was kind of like the breakthrough release of Blender, uh, especially for the industry, was the grease pencil. That was kind of like the first time where when Blender uh, introduced something that all the other applications in the industry didn't have like a completely new tool in a completely new way, like totally out of the blue. And I wanted to ask you about this grease pencil. Have you ever used it for any project or? I personally, um, I haven't delved too deep into the grease pencil, but I've seen like the insanely amazing work that's uh, that's been coming out by artists using the grease pencil. Um, I've seen some workflows uh, by, by 3D animators as well who use grease pencil. Um, but I personally haven't delved too much into it. But it's, I I see videos and it just it seems insane. Where you have this program that's now you can make two D animations on it as well. You know you can even I've seen rigs like two D rigs made with uh, green <laughs> grease pencil. I'm just like, what is happening? Like mm-hmm. it just seems like magic at this point. All yeah, the different I features they're adding. I think that's very you know interesting, especially after after seeing. For example, like the Spider-Verse and the animation that's going to kind of like the way uh, of mixing modern technology, 3D and stuff with the old like retro comic book vibe and stylized <laughs> approaches. And I've seen like, for example, last year, a short movie by the Blue Zoo Studio from, from London. Uh, it was called The Sinking Feeling. Something about... I haven't uh, seen it, sorry. <laughs> It was a short. It was a short about uh, about some psychological problems of youth, like people getting depressed and stuff like that. It was like for for a charity or, or of some sort. But generally, the movie was animated in uh, in Blender as a three D animation with some grease pencil additions on top. Like I've seen a behind the scenes a bit uh, how they did that, and it was like really impressive how you can do like two D animation blending into a three D animation. Just like with some kind of like VFX additions that are 2D stylized uh, approach, like it's like it's a totally like new two point half dimension into animation. So yeah, that's why I yeah, it's to... insane what you can make with it for sure. Seen some pretty amazing projects coming out. 
and it's you can't even tell sometimes <laughs> you can't tell and I, I really do love and so like you said the spider-verse um that kind of style is just becoming a lot more popular now too so i think it was a great addition that came in at the right time yeah so so talking about uh, different projects and you've been working on one of the you know hit hit animations of uh, last year which was mayan 3 for netflix and Yet with that project came some kind of uh, sad news in the, in the industry, which was things that happened to because uh, uh, the project was done in Blender, right? Entirely, yeah, entirely, it was entirely in done in Blender, yeah, yeah. But this, uh, the things that happened to Tangent Animation Studio uh, were kind of like a shock to to the to the whole industry, and I wanted to ask you because you were involved or are involved still. Yeah. Uh, how how yeah, does it so, look like with, as an insider? You can maybe sure. So I actually sure. left Tangent uh, just a couple of months before they went down. Um, after because when they went down, Maya and the Tree production was already finished. That was already done. Um, it was just in the hands of Netflix at that point. And you know, I, I don't want to do too much gossiping, uh, but mm -hmm. um, essentially, it was very unfortunate what happened to Tangent. Um, it, cause Maya and the three was, okay. How can I, I gotta say it was the worst and the best project I'd ever worked on. The worst just in terms of, uh, you know, the hours we had to work, but, um, everybody, everybody was putting their heart into the project because everybody knew it was going to be special. Uh, you know, even watching it after working on it, it still, you know, the show still made me cry like multiple times, just watching it, even though I'd already seen everything I've animated the shots, I know what's going to happen. It's just, it's, it's a very special show and Arcane stole its thunder, <laughs> but Arcane was also amazing. So that's okay. Um, but anyways, I, so with Tangent, uh, the entirety of my industry was made within Blender. And that was the first Blender project I had, had worked on, you know, the same with a lot of my coworkers. We all came in from a Maya background and it was an uphill battle to kind of learn Blender because there also wasn't like a great um kind of inductory period where you learn blender there wasn't like great tutorials and whatnot i was told to watch uh, andrew pierce's uh donut tutorials to learn mm -hmm. how to animate in blender i'm just like that's not teaching me what i need to know uh so you know i was making a donut on my first week just to learn the program so which was like one of the things that kind of like drove me to to, yeah, make, might, to animate be, as well but might be useful if you if you animate it you know for for the amazing world of gumball <laughs> yeah, donut yeah. character so <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah a tangent i think what happened after i left um what well, i know what happened my, my partner was still working there uh essentially netflix kind of pulled the rug on the only two projects tangent was working at at that point um one of them was because um there was some management issues with it and so it wasn't it wasn't getting done like they wanted to or it wasn't getting done fast enough i'm not sure exactly what the reason was so they pulled it and that was sad news they said oh they might have to let you know uh, a bunch of people go they'll try and keep as many as they can but they still had this this other big project that they were working on so it was like oh we're trying to move as many as we can in that project and then within two days that one got pulled as well by netflix and tangent was just kind of like that you know there was nothing they could do at that point they had no other clients. They had hundreds of artists, hundreds and hundreds of artists working for them. So um, very, very unfortunate what happened. Yeah. 
we are talking about Blender and the industry. And you said that Blender is growing in a really impressive tempo. I would agree. But now, uh, not always in those areas that a particular artist like yours, yourself or, uh, or myself would wish for. What, what are the features, fixes, improvements that you'd like to see the most in the future releases? Yeah. So, I mean, as an animator, my answer is going to be pretty, uh, pretty biased. But I think just more animation features. And I do think that's a part that, you know, Blender is lacking most of. Now, that's not saying that it's any worse than Maya, but, you know, it, it, it could use um, some love on the animation side. So like we were talking about earlier, like, for example, having, you know, they've, they're working on it. They have a pose library now. But um, being able to save and store animations and play animations, reverse play the animation or like reverse apply the animation, that would be huge. That would be a game changer. Um, and also uh, the way you bring in character rigs or prop rigs, just rigs in general. Um, they did make it a little bit better uh, with Blender 3 um, where you have override libraries. But... I think it still needs, I think it's still one to two steps too long. I think you should be able to just click on the file that you want to append or link and the character rig should kind of just like, just come and be prepared for you to start using. Um, Cause I think the process of clicking on the file, then going to collection and then trying to figure out which one's the actual, uh, actual uh, file that you want to click, which sometimes it's not clear based on how it was, uh, how it was made. And then bringing that in, and then go, you know, if, it's, if you're linking, going to object and then relations, and then uh, clicking on override libraries, and that's when you finally have access. I think it should just be as simple as link, click, open. So if it, if it could, if it, sorry, if it could lose a few steps uh, in the linking and appending process, I think it would definitely benefit from that. That and animation, uh, you know, an animation library, those two, I think those two would be huge. Okay, so um, in your in your conversation on the animation industry podcast, you mentioned that your dream would be to make your own game, and I yeah. see that yeah. <laughs> I, I'm seeing the game dev industry like welcoming Blender with much wider wider open arms than others other industries. Um, yeah, yeah. And do you have some specific plans in that regard? Uh, I <laughs> or or just so. Vague dream. Uh, I was uh, no. I mean, I was actually talking with my friend last week. Um, I was genuinely debating working on a game with him on the side, <laughs> but then um, you know, I, I was like, you know what? Give, give me a little bit of time to think about it. And then you know, I realized by the time I'm done with like you know uh, work and just life stuff and to anime work, it's like 11 p.m. and I'm like, I'm ready to crash. I don't know where I could possibly fit that time in. So it still definitely is a dream to, to make my own game. And, you know, when I say like working on my own projects, that, that was, you know, working on my own games and like not having to have the stress of worrying about whether this is going to be successful or not. It was just about like the journey. It wasn't about the destination. So like, you know, the goal is to have, be, have the financial means and financial education uh, to not have to worry about 
the finances of the game and just worry about like the journey of making a game. So that's that's the goal for me still. And what uh, do you think that uh, animation for um, for games and working uh, like for feature films or TV, like you had the experience, uh, is uh, pretty much the same, or there's something that kind of separates these two? Yeah, well, I mean, now I'm working on um, at currently I'm working at Yukin Games at the time of this recording, and I'm working on the company's first internal 3D game. So they want to make their own 3D game, and so I'm one of the one of two animators currently working on it. So I'm kind of I'm learning with the company on like you know what goes into game animation in terms of like 3D animation. So um, unfortunately, we are using Maya and not Blender, but uh, I've kind of been uh, just like pushing and like pinching, and uh, they might consider making in the future making uh, their rigs in also, also in Blender. Um, just in case they want to hire more and like someone has Blender experience, they could just come on board and animate in Blender instead. So I, that that might be a, a possibility in the short future. Um, but but yeah, it's like there is a difference I think between game and film because when you're animating in film or for TV, generally you're animating to camera, which means what really matters is how the characters look in camera view. Like they could be completely broken on the other side as long as it looked nice towards the camera. Um, but with games, you know, being able to rotate the rotate the character and like you see all sides, uh, you want the animation to look good from every direction. So that's that's the challenge of animating for games. You want to make sure from like left, right, up, down, sideways, uh, the characters looking good, all the arcs are in place and nothing looks wonky and off, which you you miss you miss stuff a lot more when you're animating for games. Okay, cool. I guess uh, that's kind of all my questions. So uh, <laughs> we already are an hour and a half in the conversation, and it was a very right. very good one. I enjoyed it, and uh, thank you. It was really good questions. Is there is there something else that you would like to maybe share with us, or or just? Let our let our audience know where to find you, where to find your work. Like, of course, sure. Probably they know your YouTube channel, the three D animation, animation hub. hub. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So, I I think if there's like one last thing I could say, I'll, I'll say what I said at the Animation Industry Podcast, which is, get your finances in order. Learn about just financially educate yourself. Um, if you're going to be an artist, if you're going to be an animator most of the jobs you're going to land are going to be contract work. And you don't want to be kind of like left in the dust when the project ends and you don't have another job lined up and you don't have funds coming in for a couple of months until you find your next job. Um, you, you don't want to get caught with your pants down. So uh, I'd say financially educate yourself, maybe make some uh, investments and yeah, you know, just, just be, become financially literate. Um, and in terms of where to find me, well, like you said, uh, my channel 3D Animation Hub, I make, I try to make weekly animation content. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Brian Kuhi. And also, if you're interested in to animate, if you're interested in learning how to animate uh, in Blender from me and um, my partner and my other partner, uh, you can head over to toanimate.ca and just learn more about what 2Animate is. We're planning on launching in August of 
2022. That's that's the plan. We'll see what happens, but that's what we're aiming for. Okay, so thank you again for joining us today, and we wish you all the best in all your ventures, all your various numerous ventures. All right, thank you guys.